This episode of Talk Your Book is proudly brought to you by Honan, providing a complete range of insurance, risk, and financial solutions. Bundy's called me up, told me to take a look, but stay stubborn as bulls and talk their own book. Get the money, get the money, get, get the money. Well, Gary Rollo, thanks very much for coming back on Talk Your Book. You're one of our uh, our repeat guests. I thought before we get into your, your stock pick of choice, if you could start by telling us a little bit about Montgomery uh, Investment Management and the small cap fund that you manage there. Yeah, thanks, Chris, and thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure to be back. Uh, I love coming on your show when it's uh, when the auction's there. Look, uh, we run the small cap fund here, myself and uh, my fellow portfolio manager, a guy called Dominic Rose. Uh, we probably have um, an attitude towards some of the growth stocks that have been sold off at the, mo- at the moment. They're the ones that are really uh, driving our interest. We've got 170 million bucks under management and growing. Yeah, we're always got our eye open for interesting stocks that are going to do some of the heavy lifting in our portfolio. So, yeah, that's us. And what stock did you want to talk about today? So uh, the stock I'm going to give an update on today is a stock called Symbio. It it was called My Net Phone. I mean, this is one of those kind of overnight success stories that I'm about to tell you, but it's been a decade in the making. Look, its market cap's about 350, 360 million bucks. Founder led, so the guy who started it still he's a CEO still in the business every day. What it does is it provides telecom companies or people who want to access the telecom network with software that lets them do that in an efficient way. It's got 50 million bucks of cash on its balance sheet. It's profitable, growing, generates cash flows. It's also on nine times EBITDA. That's an important factor which we'll we'll touch on a little later which for an industrial stock is is cheaper than the market. An industrial stock normally charge, trades around 12 times, Chris. So, you know, we think this is a much better business than the market. Um, and when people start thinking about growth again, we think this stock's got a lot of boxes that's going to be ticked for those growth investors. So, but you're not buying it with any sort of um, growth valuation. So hence why I thought I'd talk about this one. And talk to me about which geographies they operate in. So um, a little bit of background on Symbio and its products, because the story here is a product-led story. Um, so what they do, the market that they operate in, is if um, if you're one of these new fancy customer-facing applications like Rideshare or a delivery app, or you are working from home, you've probably already used Symbio software here in Australia. Symbio today, they only really operate in Australia. Now, the the reason why that's pretty interesting is these big, um, let's call them the the mega customer facing apps like Uber or, or Delivery Hero or whatever your application of choice is or Microsoft Teams or Zoom for work from home calls, they want to offer the ability to call directly inside their application, but they don't want to have to integrate their solutions directly into the old world telecom network because this way of accessing the telecom network just wasn't envisaged when these telecom networks were designed and built. And Symbio's software, it bridges that gap. So it makes available 
the great utility of making a phone call from an app that needs to terminate on an old world telecom network. And for the guy who puts that in the app, so the Uber or the Microsoft Teams of the world, they see their value add as the ability to innovate their application or tool set rapidly to meet customer demands. And if they had to keep going back and managing all of the connections back to the old world telecom network, they'd spend all their time working there and none of their time on that innovation. So that's the value add that Symbio brings. Their solution has got a fancy technical name, CPaaS, Communications Platform as a Service. And that market, it's been growing strongly here in Australia for the last five years. I mean, if I look at Symbio's metrics, for instance, the key metric is phone numbers that they host on their platform. So about six odd million phone numbers that they host on their platform today. And it's been growing at a CAGR over the last five years of you know, 22, 23%. So it's a healthily growing market. And we think there's a lot more growth to come. And the opportunity for Symbio though is not just in Australia. Um, so this is that functionality where you ring the Uber driver and say, you got two minutes away and then you turn around, where the bloody hell are you? That sort of functionality is what is what Symbio offer. That's the capability that their tool set allows. Because if you are, let's pick on the, the idea that you're looking for your pizza, Chris, not your taxi, but your pizza. I like the idea of you, you know, looking for a pizza. You know, if you can't find your pizza, you got to call the delivery guy and say, look, where is it? Um, and the the food delivery company doesn't want to be involved in where's my pizza. They don't want to be involved in that. They just want to give you the tool to get that job done efficiently and add more users onto the platform. So it's that capability um, that um, Symbio is allowing non-telecom companies to terminate calls on the old telecom network. It's literally analog meeting digital. And their solution is elegantly built. I mean, let's be honest, they were a tier two telco that needed to find a niche. And necessity is the mother of invention, typically when you're a small company. And these guys found this niche and they have built a solution that serves it. And along has come this massive customer base that's growing really quickly. And their solution is very suitable for that task. And they've proven to be successful in Australia. And the equity story for us and management's articulated us, this, this, it's not me envisaging it, is that they take this product overseas, Asia's on our doorstep, and that's, the, um, that's where the, the, the future growth lies for this business. And it sounds like this strategy moving into Asia is to try and acquire a business in each geography they move into. Is that how you read their strategy? And, and what can you see on the horizon in that, in that front? So let's set the scene for Asia. Today in Australia and New Zealand, look, we got about 30 odd million people here. And there's about 80 million phone numbers for those 30 odd million people. It's a you know, strange quirk of life, more, more phone numbers than, than humans. As you go into Asia, there are a bunch of markets out there where the likes of Microsoft Teams or whatever the rideshare company or the delivery company of choices in that market, they want to offer these same services, but the telecom network has the same problem that the network has here in Australia. It's not very easy to access those networks with those new technologies. So the, a company that offers something like Symbio offers that ability to do that is an important attribute in that market. But many of those players don't exist, or if they do, 
they're not quite so proven that the likes of the Uber of the market wants to deploy against them on a sustainable basis, right? So that's the opportunity. The customers that, that, that um, Symbio has here in Australia, the big brand names, they want to run their businesses in these Asian markets. And Symbio has identified six markets. And I'm going to try and remember these off the top of my head, Chris. You can give me marks out of 10. Singapore, Malaysia, Vietnam, Taiwan, South Korea, Japan. I think those are the six the companies identified. If I go back to my little model, which I did earlier before this, this call, the population in those markets is 340 million people. Look, that's a 10x uplift in the total addressable market. I don't know how many phone lines are in those markets. That my, my research doesn't extend to that, or I couldn't get credible data on it. But it's you know a sufficiently large increase in addressable market to make it very interesting, particularly against that backdrop of our view that you know paying nine times EBITDA for this thing, it's still growing in Australia. You're not paying for any growth today. So, you know, coming back to your question, they are going to launch this tool set steadily into each of those markets between now and 2025. And the key question, your question is, well, how do they do that? They can organically go into the market with this product. They already know many of the big customers and that will give them a good kickstart. But probably what they want to do is find a little mini telco in each of those markets put some money to work, get a little bit of a leap or head start with all of that connectivity in market that they need to establish. And that would uh, kick things off. And so, you know, the cash flow generative today and they've got um, cash on the balance sheet and a deadline that should allow them, if that's the extent to which they go to, to make acquisitions and they can always use equity as well. But these deals should be small. They should probably be accretive and they should be a great leg up in terms of time and capital into what should be a much larger addressable market opportunity. And they've sold off some legacy businesses. Is that all tidied up now? Is there anything else left to sell or is it now a sort of clean balance sheet and, and on, onwards and upwards? Normally, when you hear the words legacy in a question, you should be frightened and nervous, but this is what I think has really created the opportunity in this stock. I come back to my earlier remarks that Symbio's genesis, its start point in life, it was a tier two, and maybe I'm being a little bit kind, telco type player. In telco, getting scale quickly really, really counts. And so the management team cleverly got to scale in the telco market here in Australia as quickly as they could. And that meant buying businesses that perhaps didn't have all the growth characteristics or the footprint opportunity that they wanted to. But now the business has scaled. And what it's done is it's got to the point where it's saying, hang on, this great opportunity in CPAS has come up and we have a very compelling product set and client list. And they're telling us they want us to go over here. And that's a growth opportunity. So you've got the shedding or the divestment of these legacy old world attributes that they needed to get the scale. And now you've got the focus onto the opportunity to deliver the growth. And that's the history because it's a confusing history. And fund managers were lazy at the best of times. And sometimes it's not always the best of times. When things are confusing, we put it to the side and we wait for clarification. That's the point of what um, Symbio is in its life cycle now. It's clarified its growth opportunity and it's going for it. Those six markets, 
It's going through the market event, into events. It's done Singapore already, and Malaysia's kind of on the launch pad um, as we speak. Who knows? Um, that's the kind of uh, point in the life cycle of the site, Chris. And am I right when I look at their, their customer base at SYM compared to maybe some of the other comparable businesses listed on the ASX in the telco space? It's a a more institutional grade customer than perhaps some of the smaller telcos operating. Is that how you see the, the customer base? So um, as the business is reforming around these key product lines and CPAS is one of them, it's the bulk and it's going to do all the heavy lifting for the growth. Without that being there, the other product lines really don't work so well. So it's the, it's the core. But they definitely do offer services to um, large corporate and government enterprises. But the business... The growth profile of the business is going to be taking this tool set and the, you know, the software smarts embedded in it and the proven relationship with those big enterprise technology companies like Microsoft Teams, for instance, as a, as a, as a brand name or in the consumer space, you know, one of the delivery guys, for instance, and actually embedding these lines of code into their stacks, into their technology stacks. So the, the idea is that as these big companies grow, they take Symbio riding along in their coattails with them. And it's those relationships there that will drive the growth in the business. They're not going to throw off some of their big customers here in Australia. That's going to chug along, hopefully quite nicely, but it's not really what the focus of why we're there I mean, if you look at the valuation regime the business sits in today, it's valued like a telco that's just going to chug along and not do much. Um, and this optionality of that growth that I'm talking to, well, in our view, you're kind of getting that for free. And roll-ups have the potential to sting investors when they stop rolling up and all of a sudden there's no growth there. What sort of organic growth numbers will you be looking at them getting to, to give you comfort that even once they stop finding attractive businesses to buy, there's some growth? In, in what's left over? Yeah, that's a great question. So if we peel back to what the company has today and we look at the core driver in the company today, um, that CPAS business generates the bulk of the gross profit in the business. And its key driver are is, is phone numbers hosted on the Symbio platform. Uh, it's about 6.4 million phone numbers hosted on that platform at the first half of 21. We're going to get the results in the course of the next couple of weeks, so there'll be an update on that. If I go back and look at all of the data that the company has reported, pre-COVID, these, these phone numbers were growing at 20% KGAR on their platform. It had a nice little tick up uh, to about 25% growth rate as COVID came along and, and lifted some of the, the, the needs. So it definitely has been a COVID winner, but it's not been a stratospheric COVID winner. And if you go and look at the share price chart since November, the stock is half. It's gone from seven bucks to, you know, I think four and changes as we sit here today. So all of that growth scenario has come out of the, the price, I suppose you would say. Um, but the business is still growing. In Australia, I'd expect the business to be growing at sort of mid singles, high, um, uh, sorry, low, low double digits, high single digit type rate. So you've got a growing business without the Asian opportunity. And as you've heard me say, the Asian opportunity, you know, when you think about what that brings to the equity story and you think about growth investors, checklists, they've got total addressable market, check, it's a 10X. Software business model, 
Ooh, check. We like that. It's got scale. Earnings visibility because it's recurring kind of um, subscription fees that you get. Check. Ooh, we like that a lot. And then you look at unit economics. Um, the gross profit per you know, phone line hosted on the platform is about five bucks per annum. And if you think about those populations that I gave you earlier, even if you just say, look, the addressable market's 10 times what they've got today, and they've got 6 million phone numbers on that platform today, six times five bucks, you know, that's, uh, you know, 30 million bucks of gross profit. And if the addressable markets are 10 times the size, that's 300 million bucks of gross profit. The market cap of this thing's 360. So um, there's absolutely nothing in the valuation regime for that um, for that uh, business today. Well, you mentioned that fund managers are a lazy lot. Private investors are, are even lazier. So you, you spelt out the story very clearly for us. And uh, mate, thanks again for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. Always enjoy it. And hope you have a win out there. Thanks, Gary. Cheers, mate. Cheers. This episode of Talk Your Book was proudly brought to you by Honan who go beyond a transactional insurance broker to deliver better outcomes for their clients. If you're enjoying Talk Your Book, make sure you subscribe to Chris Judd Invest. Nothing you hear today should be considered investment advice. Please do your own research and seek out your own financial advisor before committing any capital to these markets.